podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Hills podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Brianna. I'm Amanda. And hello. Welcome back to episode 31. Yes, question mark? Yes. Um, are we in the drive? I know. I'm pretty sure it's 31. Well, welcome back. How are you guys? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't really got anything new. Um, um, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, um, but yeah, the next time that y'all see me, I'll be super tan and um, I'll have a lot lighter of hair right now. You know, just acknowledge it because, yeah, I'm going to be tan, um, 22 and thriving, flirty and thriving, 22, 30 and thriving. Yeah, that'll be me. I was going to say, you look very elegant today. I don't know if it's the sweater shirt thing you got going on or what. It's giving me like a high school, a, like a senior portrait vibe. So you look very elegant. Thank you. I've also, wait, let me buckle up my um, my belt for you real fast. I've also got like this little belt thing and it's like super cute and I wear it like all the time, you know, and I thought mm-hmm. that it really matched today. So thanks. It's close enough. Yeah. All right, Amanda, how are you? I have very exciting news. I'm very excited for this. So my husband was asleep yesterday and I cut up the carpet in multiple places and we have hardwood and tile floors under the carpet. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God, because now I can explain to him why I sliced the carpet up in three different, uh, four different places. But I had a pretty good feeling because I saw it in the bedroom and I was like, well, I got to check the whole house. So I well, cut the closet. Nice. Huh? That's nice. Yeah. Well, that happens a lot with older homes because back then, I mean, houses were built with hardwood. Y'all, I have researched this shit. I don't know why, but I did. So I was able to tell James like, yeah, I didn't just do this willy nilly. I researched it. And since we have an older house, we had like a really high probability that there were hardwood floors. But I'm really excited. Yeah, we have hardwood under ours, but it's not in good condition, condition so we just covered it. We're most likely going to have to uh, restore it, but James is like, well, we'll just pay someone, and I'm like, okay. But from what I can see, like, in the closet, it's really pretty, but that's also a closet, so. Well, that's exciting. Okay, did you have something? You said two things earlier. Oh, I just wanted to tell Bree that she looked nice. But now you made oh. me say it twice and feel awkward. I'm past that. I'll cut it out. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just didn't know that was the first thing. So in my defense. Well, I got a a gift, I guess is what you would call it today. Um, I think we need to name him. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy. I don't think this is a happy birthday present. This is a face your fears. That is a fuck you. We hate you. We love you. Present. Actually, I said it best. Wow. Um, let me just put it to you this way. This type of thing doesn't bother me, regardless of how much I hate birds. No, we, it was just like a joke thing. No. Oh, I know. I'm just letting you guys know. He just now sits right next to my camera and he watches over us. I do think we need to name him. I like the name Marty for him. I don't know why that just kind of popped into my oh, head. No Martys. Absolutely not. What about Billy Bob Joe the third? No. <laughs> He doesn't feel like a Billy. He judges me from right up there. He feels more like a Karen. Beelzebub. 
I think that might be a little far because it's not quite that judgmental. Oh. Then Karen's nice. Adolf Oliver Nipple. Wow. I, I do enjoy a good nipple. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked up funny names and that's like the first one that came up. Adolf Oliver Nipple. Um, yeah, we're not naming him that. We'll, we'll talk about this at a later time. Okay, first we need to establish is it a he or a she? It's a he because I keep calling it him. Okay, so it can't be named Karen because that's not a. I mean, a can. Yeah. stop that. Excuse me. What are you saying about my name? I was still named Bryce and it's a male name. No, it's not. It's a gender yes, neutral it is. name. No, when I was named Bryce, it was not a gender neutral name, it was a well, masculine is. name. Yeah, now I had to change that. Yeah. Anyways, hi, Annie. That looked really aggressive. She's just smacking my mic. Is her tongue out too? All the time. All the time. I was like, this is a baby too. So I guess it's a me thing. But I'm prepared to put her in speech classes. It's okay. I already went through that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Any other updates? Oh, I'm going out of town tomorrow. By the time everybody hears this, I'll be back in town. So I am comfortable saying that. Yes. I'm not looking forward to it. Are you driving? Yeah. James told me to take a pl- to just get take a plane. He said, just take a plane. He told me to get a ticket for a plane. But then I would have to b- borrow like my dad's or someone's car while I'm in town. No, I ain't about that life. I'll just take my car. Yeah. I feel like it's also probably easier. I don't know if it's easier. Maybe you know. Is it easier to just drive with Annie? Because I feel like she would probably sleep most of the time. No. Absolutely not. She stays awake the whole time. Because it's my child. So it's going to be. She's going to be difficult. Of course. But yeah, she most of the time she just stays awake and looks out the window. So that's fine. Uh, But yeah, no, she's not going to sleep. Okay, well, as long as she just minds her own business. I thought about getting some Benadryl, but no. Yeah, that'd be some easy. Melatonin. Can well, they have, have like melatonin. Benadryl. Yeah, but that's also mm-hmm. not meant to be used as a sleep aid for babies. Yeah, I just want to sedate her. Anyways, well, Amanda, are you ready to finish off your uh, your story? Yeah, I'm ready to get this crap out of my Okay, um, I did add another photo. You can look at it now or you can look at it later, but I'm not going to reference it or talk about it until later. So this is the second part of Jamie Osuna. And in the first episode, we spoke about his first victim and how he just freaking terrorized this woman. Like he's a grade A psychopath. I don't know the difference, psychopath, sociopath, but he just, he's a piece of crap. And today we're going to get into What's going on while he's in prison? We talked a little bit about what he was like in jail. He arrived at Corcoran State Prison in 2017, and the officials at the prison deemed him uniquely unfit to have a cellmate. He had multiple acts of violence against other prisoners while he was in jail awaiting conviction. He And now this is on top. He's a busy dude, okay? Because this is on top of him calling and harassing his ex-wife and mailing her the dead rat and all that stuff. Well, I mean, I get the feeling he's got plenty of time in prison. I think so. I'm not an expert on prison, but I don't think they have jobs, or at least not often. Now, <clears throat> he was charged with attempted murder. In while he was in jail, he threw a carton of blood in a guard's face. No one knows where he got the blood. And sources varied on when this happened. Some say it happened before his second murder 
Some say it happened after. But multiple sources do say he threw blood in a guard's face. <clears throat> Was that a spoiler alert? Because you haven't told us about his second murder. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. In 2012, he was found with a five-inch metal shank. And then a little while later, he was found with a makeshift hatchet. A few months after the hatchet incidents, Osuna found his way into another inmate's cell and slashed their face. And that inmate had to get 67 stitches. 67? Yes. Okay, first of all, how did he slash their face? We don't even know how he got in the cell. Like, I know sometimes, and this is just from what I saw on TV, so I don't know how accurate this is, but so, I know- father, if you would like yeah. to correct us when you hear this, please just call me. So I know sometimes in prison, inmates are allowed kind of like rec time or free time, you know, and as long as they're not in really high security, they're allowed to kind of just open the doors of the cell and go visit and do whatever. However, Osuna was constantly in trouble and wasn't supposed to be around other people. So that's why I have, this is another one of those things. How? How did this happen? How did this dude do this? Plus, when people hear like his screams. Oh, they, they did. They did. Uh, they the did end up. Do anything after seven slashes? Was it six or seven? No, he had, it was one slash, but it was 67 stitches is oh. what it took. They did get this guy to the hospital and they wanted to document it. They wanted to take pictures of it and the guy declined because he did not want those pictures to become uh, like part of Osuna's trophies was what he said. So he didn't want Osuna to get a hold of those pictures and basically just get some kind of sick pleasure from, hey, I did that. I like his thought process behind it. I mean, I guess everybody likes a good postcard now and then. I don't know. Prison reports from 2006 also list Osuna as high-risk, staff-assaultive, and an administrative segregated inmate. He had been identified as a violent psychopath who posed a danger to fellow inmates. He was actually recommended to be in a psychiatric ward instead of prison. That is where his lawyers wanted him. And I don't know what happened with that. I couldn't find out. But just from what I know in the rest of the story... Think a psychiatric ward uh, could have handled him. He was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and that is uh, characterized by frantic efforts to avoid abandonment, romantic instability, and difficulty regulating emotions. He was also said to have antisocial personality disorder, and that's characterized by repeated criminality, being impulsive and irresponsible. And then finally, the last one was unspecified schizophrenia spectrum. And this isn't technically a diagnosis. From how I understood it, they think he could have had schizophrenia or something similar. Or it could be that he was just showing symptoms of psychosis, but they weren't exactly sure what it was. So basically, he had something else, but they couldn't really put a finger on it. Knowing all this, there is absolutely no denying that prison workers knew who this guy was and the risks that were associated with him. In spite of that, court transcripts from a lawsuit, uh, they tell a story about the heartbreaking end to this lady. Her name is Dora Solares. <sighs> okay, I don't, I don't know a good way to say this, so I'm just going to get right into it. This part's hard. On March 17th, or I'm sorry, March 7th, 2019, Sergeant Joseph Burns and 
does, which is what they refer to as multiple guards in this same lawsuit. They just refer to them as does 1 through 15. They ignored protocol and rushed to assign 44-year-old Louis Romero into a cell with Osuna within 24 hours of Romero being transferred. And this is really out of the normal because normally when a prisoner gets transferred into Corcoran, the inmate comes in and the prison administrators determine if he's fit to have a cellmate. And if he is, the committee has to find an inmate and deem that the two are an appropriate fit to cell together. Then they introduce the two inmates and both inmates have to sign forms acknowledging and agreeing to be selled with one another. These men didn't do any of that. They not only ignored those processes, there were no nighttime safety checks done and they were supposed to be done every half hour. And I did find other sources that said these were actually just, they lied. The guards were like, yeah, we did them and they never did. The guards were not in eyesight or earshot of the cell. And did I say half hourly checks? I'm sorry. I, I think it was hourly checks. Sorry about that. I just realized what I said. I feel like that should be pretty normal hour, if not half hourly. That seemed normal to me. I don't know. Yeah. I saw both of them, uh, but I think like the half hour could have been the more high risk and higher security inmates, which is what they were selled in at this time or held in. Even when a sheet was draped in the cell, obscuring vision inside to what the cellmates were doing, nobody checked. And that feels like a red flag. You know how people just talk about red flags like that? Red I mean, flag. I, I feel like if, you know, you weren't, because I mean, prisons are pretty big, right? You know, like an entire block, like a block or what have you is going to be, you know, like downstairs and upstairs and then it's going to be you know 20 cells down or something like that maybe 15 cells so I mean I feel like you know if you were in the guard shaft just like hanging out with your buddies you know you wouldn't really be able to see that but at the same time it is a huge red flag yeah because they're supposed the checks that they're supposed to do every either half hour or hour they are supposed to leave and visually look inside each cell and if there's like a sheet blocking the view into the cell, that's a red yeah. flag. That should have that's been like immediately, hey, take this down. What the hell are you doing? So the next morning, the cell was found covered in blood. There was writing on the walls in blood. Most notable, I am the man of a thousand faces. Osuna had time to decapitate Romero, make a necklace of his body parts with a small razor that was attached to a piece of wood with some string. That is how they found him the next morning. The autopsy reported numerous injuries. His spine was severed in the first and second segments, which is just a fancy medical way to say that he had been decapitated. The cut to separate the head from the rest of the body was described as irregular. And on the skin around it, there were scattered abrasions, scratches, and clusters of superficial stab wounds averaging a quarter inch in length. His right ear was removed. His eye, one of his eyes was forcibly removed and the other one was stabbed. He was given a Glasgow smile, a Glasgow smile, which is basically the Joker smile where you put a knife in the corner, both corners of your mouth and slice towards the ears. And like this tattoo. Uh, those... Cuts were two and a half inches on either side. There was a four by three inch square shaped incision on the left upper chest 
where his rib was removed and his lung was removed in two parts. Osuna also posed the decapitated body and its head for more shock value. And the autopsy also said that Romero was alive for at least some of these injuries. Prosecutors called the murder especially heinous, atrocious, cruel, manifesting exceptional depravity. Kings County Coroner's Office was, they ruled the death a homicide and Romero died of exsanguination and multiple sharp force trauma. Exsanguination is basically he bled out. Osuna pled not guilty to the murder of Romero, to the murder of Romero in April 2019, which. Then who else did it? Exactly. Go to hell. It was two of you. October of 2020, the DA's office said that Osuna had filed a motion requesting to be allowed to possess the crime scene photographs of the incident while in custody. And this was denied, which kind of brings it back to that guy that didn't want his injuries photographed when Osuna slashed his face. In January of 2021, Osuna was determined not competent to stand trial. Uh, Osuna was reported as experiencing increased paranoia. He refused to leave his cell or take his medicine, and he believed people were setting him up. The judge did rule, however, that the uh, the lawsuit filed by Romero's mother could go on. Now, this originally included the warden and a secretary for the correctional facilities, and he the judge did dismiss them. But the lawsuit right now is uh, still ongoing. I'm not sure if it's even like technically started yet, but it is currently against Ralph Diaz. And oh, I'm sorry. Ralph Diaz was the secretary. Kenneth Clark was the warden. Those were the two that were judged to there wasn't enough. I'm sorry, y'all. There wasn't enough information to hold them accountable. So the claims Mm -hmm. of wrongful death and or negligent supervision they were dismissed from that. Now, the people that were held accountable for that stuff and will be going forward in this lawsuit is Joseph Burns, the sergeant at Corcoran, and then the 15 other people that it does not name individually. And those are, are those other officers, I'm assuming? It said that they're either, they somehow, some way work for the prison. So they're either officers or some kind of security, possible uh, maintenance workers, just somebody that works there that should maintenance have- Maintenance workers? Yeah. The maintenance workers, I mean, they weren't required to check anything. I didn't say it was. I'm saying it oh, could it be. be. Okay. Yeah, it could be somebody who worked there. That was just my example, y'all. Get off the maintenance workers' backs, okay? Well, that's what we were telling you to do. Like, yeah. Like, you done anything. I'm sure they're fine, although they're probably underpaid. Severely underpaid. Yeah. yeah. Now, multiple people, including the victim's family, as well as Osuna's family, And his previous attorney, they all wanted answers as to why he was even given a cellmate. There is a plethora of reasons this dude shouldn't have had one. His mother said he was never allowed to have direct contact with anyone, including her. All of their visits, when she would go visit him, were behind the glass. She claimed that since he was sent to prison in 2017, Osuna was in his cell alone 23 hours a day with one hour of recreation where he was also alone. Wouldn't that have been the warden who, like, gave him a cellmate, though? Like, I feel like that would still be considered negligence, right? No, because they skipped all of those processes. And the judge actually said that the warden has no way of knowing that they were going to skip the processes this time. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So if it, he were there and the he sergeant, watched, huh? It's up to like the sergeant to do those processes. Well, it's up to them to make sure that when somebody comes in, they are to follow those processes. He okay. should not have been given a cellmate at the very least this quickly. Because some people say he was there for less than 24 hours. But that timeline is sketchy because uh, all Osuna of... Osuna was there for less than 24 hours? No, Romero. Romero. Okay. Osuna had been there. Romero was actually transferred there from That's another prison. Uh, I think it was only supposed to be for like six months, too. He wasn't supposed to stay in this prison. Okay. Multiple sources. They stated that they were trying to get answers. And this is all of these people, the families, and even the news station. They said that the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation told them, and I quote, that information is exempt from public disclosure. I feel like it shouldn't be. Wait, yeah. what information exactly? How this happened at all. How he ended up in a cell with someone that shouldn't have had a cellmate. Yeah. Why the processes were ignored and why nobody found him. Like, this murder should have taken him a very long time. And if these people were doing their checks like they're supposed to, he could have potentially been saved. Romero was serving a life with parole sentence. He was charged with a second degree murder for the 1992 shooting, fatal shooting of a woman in Compton. He had spent 27 years in prison and he had found God. His letters to his family told of his newfound faith and how he would pray for them and their safety and well-being. And his family was excited to see him again. His sister did say that he was nearing parole eligibility. She didn't say how soon it was. But when he was tortured and killed by Osuna, his sister said that their family was like at that time, they were hoping to see him home again one day. But she went on to tell news crews that that hope is dead. Her I'm sister. How old he is. Do you know? He like, was 20. Or, uh, he was, I believe he was 44. He was 44. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. So he mm-hmm. went in, he was in prison like early if he had already spent 27 years, right? Yeah, he did go in very early. I think he was a teenager. 44 minus 27. Wait, let me do it. 17. Yeah. Shit. She drove over. Or his sister, excuse me. She drove over 200 miles to be present and represent her brother at Osuna's trial. And she said that he was more than just another prisoner or another victim of Osuna. He was my mother's son, my brother. She also told the news station that Corcoran called them twice about the incident. Once to tell them that Romero had passed and how to recover his body. And the second time to request a money order to recover his belongings. Hold on. Let me add this one last thing because it's going to, it's along your same thought process. They learned the details of their brother and son's death when Olivia Lavoie called to interview them. They assumed he died in a prison bar, in a prison brawl. Corcoran never told them how their brother and son was murdered. I feel like that's probably something that they should have told them. I agree with that, but that's actually one of the reasons his mother is suing. Because that's the only way they're going to be able to get any information out of Corcoran prison, which is actually what her lawyer said. Her lawyer said something along the lines of, it's really sad that she has to sue them to get information and details. Not that anyone wants details, but... Yeah. I mean, I hate to say this, but I mean, wouldn't they have figured out regardless when they picked up his body? When they picked up his remains? 
Um, it depends. Uh, if the prison cremated him and gave him gave them his ashes, they would have never known. There wasn't listed on how or what kind of, you know, I didn't go into all that, but that is a possibility that they would have just never known. Oh, my word. And I'm going to, I added this in here um, because I thought it was really interesting and I didn't touch on, I didn't touch on it too, too much because I really want y'all to go listen to that podcast because she just does such a good job that I don't have to. However, inmates... Yes, you do. You still have to. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if y'all caught that. Yeah, I did. Inmates at the prison think that this whole thing was one big setup. Corcoran is known for gladiator wars. And this happened... It's not the only prison accused of stuff like this, nor is it the first time that it's been accused. Corcoran... Excuse me. Corcoran and a couple of other prisons, specifically in California... They got in trouble in the early 1990s and again around 2019. The inmates accused the guards of purposely placing Romero with Osuna because Romero was much larger than Osuna. He had like 40 pounds, I think somebody said on this guy. And Osuna was generally disliked by the, well, everybody. He was being housed in the SHU, which is the security housing unit. The inmates say that the shoe was dangerous and, quote, not because of the inmates. Wait, how is it? Basically, they're saying, no, you're fine. Basically, they're saying that the guards do not treat them well. And some of the stuff in the past of Corcoran in 2019, the Gladiator Wars or the Gladiator Days, I've seen it called both. Basically, this is when... Guards would let specific people out into the yard at the same time that they knew were going to fight. Most of the time they would pit like different prison gangs against one another and they would let them out there to fight because, well, in the 1990s, they actually gambled on it. What? They would have prisoners. Is that they that not f- illegal? Oh, yes. Very much so. But the eight guards that were accused of this were acquitted but from what i read they were accused of forcing inmates to fight and if they did not fight they just shot them in the head but they would force them to like fist fight just for their general amusement and betting definitely not legal just shy it was the gambling that got them yeah just the gambling that got them no biggie but also from what i read corcoran is like it's described as if somebody tells you you're going to prison, it already sucks. But when they tell you you're going to Corcoran, your life is pretty much over from what I read. That's just that prison is like one of the worst ones to be told you're going to. That's not a very positive thought. No, no I didn't have a lot of those doing this story. As of today, that- we are. Yeah. Podfather. As of today, we're still waiting for Osuna to be declared competent before he's given a court date. He was temporarily transferred to Salinas Valley State Prison's psychiatric program, but I did see online that he is currently housed at California State Prison, and we really haven't heard anything. The last new, the last article I was able to find about him, um, I believe that was February, and that's when they said he wasn't comp- competent, but I have my Google alerts on, so if I see anything, I'll let you know. He's, I, I agree, he is not competent but apparently 
neither are the officers that didn't check when a sheet was up and couldn't see him. I'm sorry, I haven't said a lot like during this, but I mean, that's just, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just in shock right now. And I did add a photo too of Lewis. I I think it's Lewis, it's L-U-I-S, but I know some people say it Louis. I did add a photo of Romero and honestly, y'all, he just looks super nice. He looks so happy. That broke my heart when mm-hmm. you said that. He looks so happy. He's smiling. He found God. Do you know what my he was in breaks. jail for again? He was in jail for, I think it was first or, degree sorry, murder. In prison. Second okay. degree, right? Yeah, for the um, fatal killing of that person, of one person. I know it's murder. You I'm sorry. said it. Second degree murder uh, for a 1992 shooting of a woman in Compton. Okay, that's what I... Mm-hmm. And he passed away... <sighs> Sorry, I was scrolling up through all that stuff. March 8th, they believe? Like, they're not, they're not really sure. But sometime around March 8th or 9th of 2019. Do they know what the last day they saw him was? Was it the 7th? He came in on March 7th, right? Okay. So, I know that... Os- Osuna... Is that how yeah. we've been pronouncing it? Okay. I know that Osuna hasn't necessarily killed a lot of people, but the way that he does is just completely brutal. Do we know if he's in some sort of maximum security prison now, or is it still just the same prison? He is in a high security prison, but it did not tell me specifically where he was housed. It just said, this guy's in this prison. And this is the thing that that messed me up the most, y'all. I know I said this last recording, so you might not remember. Osuna's birthday was March 7th, 1988. I do remember that. Because you were upset that you almost shared a birthday with him. Mm-hmm. Lit- that was literally the day that he murdered yep. Romero. That was the day Romero came in. So, yeah, it was maybe a that day night. Yeah. Ugh. Well, wasn't it that night? Because you said it was within 24 hours, right? Or was it the... He had been there for 24 hours, then the night after. It was within uh, 24 hours. They just don't know when because they weren't doing their checks. But yeah, that's like the most infuriating thing to me. Well, one of the most infuriating things about this. Other than the fact that he should have never been allowed to have a cellmate when this man is telling you and anyone else that will listen, he is going to kill someone again if he has the chance. Plus the fact that he was alive for some of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, his death could have easily been prevented. And that's another thing that the, uh, the inmate, the anonymous inmate that told us a little bit about what he, what we do know. He did say to like, don't believe this stuff about Osuna being incompetent. He said he is methodical and calculating and, I mean, look how he's manipulated, yeah, throughout his entire life. If he's already playing where he's incompetent, it's not likely that he'll show competency anytime soon, if mm-hmm. ever. That's basically the only thing saving him from the death penalty at this point, because he was going to get it his first, uh, his first murder. Well, his second, because didn't he claim to have killed someone when he was 15, too? Claimed, but uh, he already went to prison for that one. He claimed to kill two people when he was, I think, 13. 
those are the two that we don't know about. But for Yvette Pena's murder, he was supposed yeah. to get the death penalty and he pled guilty and took a plea deal. I don't like it. I'm ready to be done with this. Thank you. Goodbye. <clears throat> okay. Well, we can move on. I think I've got a a less terrifying story. <sighs> Not really you. a story per se. Um, let me get my notes back up. Okay. So, Amanda, while I know you were so sweet to offer me your notes, I figured out my own notes. So I didn't have to steal your story. Awesome. Now I still have a story. Yes, Brie. No, there are no pictures, Brie. Okay, I, I was wondering, because it says um, this folder is in your trash, I was wondering no. if I should restore it. No, I deleted it because I put that folder there when I was going to give her my notes and stuff. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, no. That I just took a different route. And, Brie, before I start this story, you have to agree to not do anything in this story. What? What, you, what does that I'm even not, mean? I'm, you just have to agree you're never going to take any actions that I'm going to talk about here. Because out of all three of us, you are the one that'd be like, let's do it. Promise anything. I can't tell a story until you say you will not do it. You know I can't promise anything, girl. Amanda? All I heard was, I promise. And that is exactly yes. what the video clips are going to say <laughs> when I'm done with them. <laughs> I didn't promise anything. (laughs) Well, today we are talking about the elevator game. So not not our typical paranormal, but it's going to be a blast. Oh, God, I know this game. Oh, my God. I can't follow it. So I really I'm I'm hoping you can explain it to me. But okay, are you guys ready for this? So there are no pictures. Um, So we're going to be talking about the elevator game. It is a very creepy game. Um, we're not going to enjoy this, but we're going to go on an adventure together. So. Figuratively. We're going on a ship. Yeah. And our favorite rocket ship. We're not actually trip, doing this. Not ship. We're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. Okay. We're going on a figurative adventure. We're hearing story time. Okay. So just a very quick history. Um, it's also known as Elevator to Another World or Elevator to Hell. Can't argue with either of these. That tracks. Yep, that matches. Um, the game seems to have originated in East Asian country area, somewhere around there. Some believe it started in Korea. Some other site, um, some other cite the origin as being Japan. The earliest, um, earliest. I borrowed a site which I can't seem to find what it was called now. Um, the earliest mention of it that they could find was 2011 from a Japanese site. So it's not clear where the story really came from. There's theories that it came from, like it was inspired by in Japan, there were uh, faulty elevators that caused a couple deaths or injuries. And due to people's fear of getting in an elevator at that time, due to the faulty ones in the news, Um, It's possible that this game kind of came around. No one really knows, though. Now, one interesting thing I did find is in one of the articles I read, it talked about how the game is searched for over 33,000 times a month. No. No, what? No. Is that worldwide? Yeah, worldwide. Web. Web. But that's a month. That's still just 33,000 times a month. 
Absolutely not. Okay. Y'all could be reading a book. Yes. Now, taking a nap. Do something else. So this game, it doesn't just take you to a new floor like an elevator does. It takes you to an entirely new dimension. So here are your supplies. You will need a building with at least 10 floors. You will need at least one person. There are some, some sites. We're not doing it, Brie. It'll take you to a whole nother dimension. Uh, this we have world. to. No, these are not we the dimensions you want to go to. Hell yes. Okay, what if we go to a dimension? What if we go to a dimension where we're all rich as hell? Not those kinds of dimensions. No? Mm-mm. What kind like of dimension? Okay, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to a creepy ass. Okay, but you're dimension. already trying to, you don't know the details and you're already <laughs> jumping into it. Okay, me. okay, I won't. There's a reason I was trying to get you to promise to not request it before starting. is because okay. I know the details. Okay, promise. Oh. I won't say anything about going until the very end. Okay, well, um, so you'll need a building with at least 10 floors. And then you will also need at least one person. There are some some references that say that only one person can play at a time, and there are others that say that you can bring a group. So it's not it's not clear which is correct. And then the only thing with if you're doing it with more than one person is you all have to be committed to the game. Like there's no quitting in the middle of it. You're all committed. So, and then you'll also quitting? need. What about quitting at the beginning? Okay, well then don't commit to it. That's fine. Sounds good to me. Okay, so. <clears throat> And then you'll also need an elevator. I mean, it's the elevator game. So important piece of equipment there. Now, the game. To start the game, you have to be on the first floor inside of the elevator. And you have to enter alone or with your group. There can be no outsiders. We're not dicks. And we're not taking people on an adventure that don't want to go. Okay. Now, Sarah. Yes, everyone has to consent. And just... If anyone gets on or off of the elevator in the middle, you have to restart anyways. So just just know. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to talk about a bunch of floors that you're going to go to. On each of these floors, you are not getting off of the floors. You are staying in the elevators. One side note is if you fail to complete the ritual, you're going to have to try again. But if you try too many times, it may cause what they call flipping through to the other worlds. So maybe only try once and if it fails, move on with your life, okay? So again, if any outsiders enter the elevator, you have to restart. So you have to enter the first floor elevator alone or with your group. Once you're in that elevator, you're gonna press the fourth floor button and you're going to go up to the fourth floor, okay? Once you're at the fourth floor, you're going to backtrack and press the second floor button and go back down to the second floor. Um, So now you're on the second floor, you're gonna actually go back up to the 10th floor. So now up to the 10th floor. And then once on the 10th floor, you're going to go back down to the fifth floor. Okay. Are we following? No, we like letting the doors open yes, and close. you're letting okay. the doors open and close. You can't just click the buttons. It has to open because you have to get to that floor, that floor in order for it to work. On okay. their own, like open and close on their own. So you can't just press, you know, the um, close doors button a million times. I assume you can. I don't okay. see any harm in speeding up the ritual. Okay, so we've gone from the 10th floor. We're now going back down to the fifth floor. Again, if you guys, if anyone gets on at this point, you're going to have to restart, except for if we're now on the fifth floor. So fifth floor, if a young woman enters the elevator on the fifth floor, do not look at her, speak to her, talk to her or engage with her. Don't let her know you know she's there. Okay, 
They don't like this. So there are some reports that say she might look like someone you know. So family, friends, don't look at her still. Okay. If your homie you know is at home, they didn't want to join in on the elevator game. I promise they're not getting on right now to join midway through. Okay. But woman gets on. Don't do any of that. You can't let her know you're aware of her. That includes not stepping aside for her. You can't shut your eyes unless you absolutely have to. And even at that, you have to keep it brief. This woman is definitely not human. Okay. This just sounds like a way to get me in trouble with my dad. Like for someone (laughs) to go up and be like, hey, I ran into your daughter on the elevator and she just straight up ignored me. Which first of all, my dad would be like, yeah, that sounds like her. But I would get in trouble for being rude. So maybe do it in a city that you don't live in. Oh, I can do it here. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I mean, not doing it though. But anyways, so you're going to get on. Not human woman is there. So now keep in mind, she may or may not get on. It's not a guarantee that she will. So if she doesn't get on, that doesn't mean it's failed. It just means that she wasn't there for that day. She was busy messing with someone else playing elevator game. And I don't know, in Texas, because Brie was getting her attention. If you break any of these rules, she may or may not keep you for her own or she might follow you home. So just just be aware. And she will try to talk with you and engage with you. Um, so she might ask you for help or just try to talk to you like small talk type of thing. But just know it's a trap. Okay. The hell Wait, that I'm, mean? I'm sorry. I'm definitely like very friendly. I would. It, what what if two women get on and both Don't of them ask it. me for help? Don't do it. If you are doing the elevator game, ignore everyone. Ignore everyone. It does not matter who it is. Ignore them all. Okay, so I I have first, fourth, second, tenth, fifth. Woman on the floor looks (laughs) like someone you know, not human. This girl's taking notes. I know. Okay. So anyways, when she gets on, you're going to press the first floor. Again, or not again. I don't know why I'm saying again. At this point, you... One of two things will happen. So you're going, you're on the fifth floor and you're trying to go down to one. You pressed one. Either you're going to go down to the first floor or you're going to go up to the 10th floor. If you do go down to the first floor, you need to leave and do not look back at that woman. You have not been accepted into the other world. Leave. Call it good. You're not welcome. And just go home. Now, if you do press the first floor button and you actually go up to the 10th floor, you have been accepted into the other world if you want to explore you may leave the elevator now if the woman did get on on the fifth floor do still don't look at her do not respond to her if she asks where are you going what's wrong anything like that still ignore her okay you're getting off of the elevator she doesn't need to know your business that's all it comes down to if you decide you don't want to explore you can just go down to the first floor and leave from there and the game is over like you don't have to explore. If you break the rules that we've gone over so far, so looking at the woman, not doing things in order, blah, 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 um, either it won't work or specifically with the woman. Um, again, she might follow you home. She might just keep you for her own. And just just be aware. I'm stressing this woman because she freaks me out. Okay? What does that mean? Keep me for her own? Her own what? Don't know. Nobody knows because the people that have been kept for her own can't tell us. Oh, okay. Like Honestly, it. that kind of reminds me of. Have you seen those those movies or shows or what have you where, you know, there are these people who are just strapped to a bed, they're completely brain dead, and they essentially, like... I don't think this is do like the Matrix where they're harnessing the energy of the human body. I think it's no, more sinister. 
Yeah, that that's kind of where I was oh. getting at. I don't know. I just recently saw a show, and it like they were the. It's so hard to explain, but it was like harnessing the thought process right. and whatever from. I I don't know. Never mind. Forget I even said anything. Okay. okay. So now that you've been accepted into this other world, a couple things that you'll know you can check just to make sure that you are in the other world. First of all, you're going to be alone. Nobody else is going to be there because Brie, you're playing alone. Amanda and I are definitely not going. You can keep taking your notes. Okay. But if I were to go in a group with some other people that I know love paranormal shit, then peace. Sayonara. Bye. Have fun. We're not going. Wipe your shoes. But you guys well, will be then alone. I can easily just go back to the first floor. If I feel scared. Um, it's not that easy after you get off the elevator. Uh, okay break so you'll be alone for one your electronics are obviously not gonna work nobody has pictures of the other world because your phone electronics they just don't work so you can't get pictures this world is also identical to our world with two major differences all of the lights will be off and the only thing you can see from windows is a red cross in the distance absolutely not so that's how you're gonna know you're in the other world You may also become disoriented, but you got to stay focused and know which elevator you arrived in. So focus there because you have to leave in the same elevator. You may feel like the elevator you arrived in gets like further and further away as you walk towards it. But you just got to keep walking towards it. You got to be vigilant and know which one you came in on or else you're stuck in the other world by yourself. Whole bunch of are there like a whole bunch of elevators? I mean, it's a duplicate of our world and it's just messing with your brain. Okay, now if you do, if you're in the other world and you pass out or faint, you might wake up at home. However, you might not actually be home. So you're going to have to really make sure your surroundings look correct, anything like that, because it could just be the other world or spirit world still in disguise trying to keep you there. So just fun facts. Go ahead, do what you want in the other world. I don't care. I don't want any part of it. So now you're done in the creepy dimension, right? You had your fun time to go home. Gotta go back to that elevator you came in on. So you have to use the same one and now you're going to press the same buttons as before. 426-210-5. Okay. So you're going to do them in that order. And when you get to the fifth floor. We we didn't say six before. Mm, Yeah, we did. Yeah, I did. On the sixth floor, going down, back to the second floor. First. Okay. Oh, you don't need. First, second, sixth, fourth. I'm not correcting your knowledge here. Uh, You can Google it. Now, you're going to press the same buttons as before, and when you get back to the fifth floor, you're going to press the button to go back down to the first floor. Now, again, one of two things will happen. Either you'll just be going back down to the first floor, or you'll start ascending again to the tenth floor. If this happens and you are ascending back to the tenth floor, you have to cancel that action because the other world is trying to suck you back in. Just try and get you back. If you are going up when you know you should be going down, you need to press any button you can to cancel the ascension. So any of the floors, anything like that. And you have to do this before you get to the 10th floor. So you got to be quick, quick on your toes. Once you finally get to the first floor, do not get out of the elevator immediately. You have to check your surroundings and see if everything feels all right. If everything seems all right, go ahead and get off. But if anything seems off, even if it's the smallest thing, Do not get off of the elevator because you're still in the other world. It has you trapped and you have to repeat those steps to get out. Yes. Wouldn't the lights be turned off if I were in the other world? So wouldn't that just be like an automatic, you know, if I were in a hotel or something like that? 
Well, it can still mess with you and have the lights on downstairs. I shouldn't. So the lights are dimmer. So it's not like pitch black in the other world. It's uh, just dimmer because okay. it's not as well lit. That's probably a better explanation. But so what else would be like off about it is what I'm trying to say. Like, should I memorize where the face is placed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was there a statue that is no longer here or is it off a shade of colors? You gotta really So what you're those. saying is that I should write everything down or take a picture of everything before I get into the elevator to do this. Hypothetically, yes. But if you're in the other world, your phone's not going to work. Even, I thought you said that we just couldn't take pictures. Even like, no, I couldn't even open my phone. your phone doesn't work at all. I couldn't even not work. open it. Nope. Electronics do not work. That's odd. Because if it was just a picture, there would be people with pictures. It's not about cell phone service, nothing like that. It, they just don't work. Finally, to the first floor, everything seems off. If you're fine, you're feeling good, get off. Again, if something's off, you've got to repeat all of those steps of the return until you're confident you're back in the correct world. And then you may leave the elevator. How many that, times does it usually take someone to get back into our world? Well, there wasn't exactly an average, but it could take more than once. That's how you play the game. Beginning to end, floors and all. I have a couple Reddit stories for you guys. This first user is Rick Lair. I think that's supposed to be Frick Lair. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Frick Lair. Anyways. What is, Frick, what is a Frick Lair? That's the Reddit user. Oh. Yeah. So this I thought person. Like okay, keep no. going. They decided to take advantage of coronavirus. And with everything shutting down places, they're like, I got all these elevators to myself. I don't know if they sang and danced, but they they took advantage. So they went to a bank. I don't know where they live, but they went to somewhere that had 10 floors and they were like, I'm going to use the maintenance elevator to complete the ritual. So they do all of the steps and they get to the fifth floor and a woman enters the elevator with them. To them, they said that she looked like a normal janitor out of their peripheral vision, which, by the way, that's also technically breaking the rules looking at her if you're looking at her at all you've got to like not yes question because you just kind of did this thing could i literally do this so that i like can't see her that's gonna make the it woman. so she knows that you acknowledge she's there so probably don't do that what what if i did like you know i like held my phone up and i was like oh, oh, i don't know that was you're really <laughs> overthinking this i don't know i haven't played the game okay so anyways so this user, they get to the fifth floor and, and uh, the woman enters the elevator with them. And from what they could tell, it looked like a normal janitor. But they said that her aura felt off. It just felt wrong. And the woman does ask him, where are you going, sir? And he's freaking out. He panics. He's like, press one, press one, press one. But he's ignoring her. He's doing a good job. He knows the rules. They press one, thinking they were going to go down. But they, nope, they went straight up to the 10th floor. And the woman again asks, are you all right? Can you imagine if this is just like a poor janitor lady, like... Sir, are you, okay? are you okay? Is it all good? Just getting on the elevator. Anyway, sorry. So floor goes up and he gets off on the 10th floor. He bails and he's like, get the F away from me. And he gets out of the elevator. He describes the other wor world to be just what I've already described. It was exactly like our world. And he said it was completely dark. The, win the windows had a crimson black look and he was completely alone. They talked about how the other world felt like a labyrinth. Like they... They felt like the hallway to the 10th floor was never ending. Um, so that's kind of where they were talking about for there. And then they said the longer they stared there, 
the more likely they felt like they would get lost and never be able to return because of that labyrinth-like feeling where the 10th floor felt never ending. So they don't stay long and they return to the elevator and have no issues returning home. So that's, that's their experience. Pretty straightforward one. Um, by the way, I saved the last experience or the best experience for last. So yeah. the next Reddit user, uh, some creepy stuff. They are a dickhead, by the way. And they're like, I'm going to use my friend's apartment building to do this ritual. They're like, that's not the greatest thing to do, but whatever. So they go to their friend's apartment and they get to the fifth floor after doing all of the buttons. And a woman does get on the elevator. They know it like, just looked like any other girl. One thing that they did mention, though, was a little bit hard is the elevator was covered in mirrors. And you're not supposed to even use a mirror to look at the woman. So they're just like, what corner of this elevator can I look at? And so he, he doesn't break the rules to my knowledge. And uh, where was I? So he goes, selects the first floor and instead they go up to the 10th floor and he hears the woman ask, where are you going? So he doesn't fuck up the rules and he doesn't look behind him. He doesn't acknowledge her. He's just like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening. And he did note that he could tell uh, he was in the other world. So when he gets to the 10th floor and gets off, he notes that he could tell he was in the other world based on how large the 10th floor was. It was just huge, never ending like a labyrinth again. And he mentioned that it should have been laid out like the other floors in the building. And yet it was just so, so big. He also noted that it looked like the other, whoops, he noted that the other world looked just like our world, but like with a large loop in the 10th floor. So he doesn't note that it was dark in the world. And at the end of the hall in either direction, he could see what he called like a red thing. So kind of like I envisioned this as like the light at the end of the tunnel, but it was like the red thing at the end of the tunnel, you know? He didn't mention that when he would walk towards it, it never seemed to get closer or further from him. It was always like a, like it was moving at the same pace as him. He was calm, cool, and collected until he heard a big stomp on the ground and he knows he should be alone. And so he gets back to the elevator. He's like, peace out. And so he begins to do the leaving ritual. So this time, instead of him uh, going down to the first floor when he hits one, I guess not this time. In this story, when he hits one for the first floor, he begins to ascend again up to the 10th floor. And he's like, oh shit, oh shit. And so he's pressing buttons and he's finally able to get it to stop at the ninth floor by using what he called like an emergency break in the elevator. I think it was just like the emergency, emergency stop button. And so at the ninth floor, he selects one to go down to the first floor. And he just, he leaves and he goes back to the eighth floor where his friends are, but he's not using the elevator. He's walking up the stairs. And as he's walking up the stairs, he realizes he didn't check to see if it looked normal before getting off on the first floor. He then realized he didn't even know what the first floor even looked like, like well enough, because it wasn't his apartment complex. It was his friends that lived a couple hours away. So that's where he, he fudged up. He did, however, luck out and he's like, I had any issues so i think i'm good <laughs> i think i stopped it in time there's so many reasons he should have stopped this like when you saw the mirrored elevator you should have been like nah <laughs> i know right when you're like i'm gonna go to my friend's house and do this probably mm -hmm. not anyway so that's their story the next story is a little bit longer and a little bit more twisted because they did not play correctly okay so this one is the story of ripped geek so they decide i'm bored i'm gonna play this game they did it in their own apartment building, which, no. And they did the sequence, no woman enters at the fifth floor and nothing abnormal seemed to have happened. So they head back to their apartment and they're just kind of like having a normal 
normal day for the most part after that. And then at about 11.30 p.m., they say they felt like off. They're like, well, I guess looking back, my day was more abnormal than usual. Like normally they're really busy, but it was a really laid back day. And they, they were really struggling to sleep. When they did finally fall asleep, it was not a restful sleep. So the next morning, they did their normal routine. Wake up, did grocery shopping, blah, blah, blah. Had a fairly normal day. It was a normal day aside from the fact that the elevator was broken. The elevator that he just used the day before. Because he broke it. Something like that. He broke the whole dimension. The whole, yes. None of us can play. He broke the game. So throw it away. Throw the, <laughs> okay. whole, throw the whole elevator, the whole dimension, throw it away. Okay, good deal. Okay, so 10 p.m. that ne- night, they're getting ready for bed when they hear what they called a loud, shrill cry outside of their door. Freaks them out. And so... He's like, okay, this is weird. My neighbors are out of town. So everyone on this floor should be gone aside from me. So there shouldn't be anyone making noise around. So he decides I'm going to go investigate. I don't know if this is a he or she. So I'm sorry. I feel like ripped geek makes me think that you're a a man. And also the way he typed made me feel like he's a man. I don't know how to explain it. I think it was more the verbiage he used. Anyways, so he goes to investigate. And when he opens the front door and he guesses what he sees. A woman. A woman? No. The, no. A Yeti. Something worse. Chewbacca. A giant Chewbacca. squid. Chewbacca is not worse. A giant squid. Than a Yeti? No. I mean, okay. okay. If you literally saw that in person, you would think it's worse. No. So he what goes other? outside and he sees a bird. Wet footsteps that have a slight maroon tint to them. Literally shut the front door. <laughs> And he decides to follow the footsteps. And he guesses where the footsteps lead. The elevator. Ding, ding, ding. The elevator. Guess what was no longer out of order? The elevator. The dimension. The elevator was the All thing order. of the above. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess. So they feel compelled to get on and go to the fifth floor. Or not the fifth floor. The first floor. They live on the 11th floor. So it's like really random. So they get on. Yes. Since you just kind of brought it up, so if you, you know, say live on the 11th floor, um, do you have to go down all the way to the first floor, get out of the elevator, then come back in? Okay, just making sure. Thanks for the nod. Yes, you do. You do have to get, you have to start all over. Sorry, I just want to add, I'm very sorry that you live on the 11th floor and your elevator was out. (laughs) I'm sorry, that does suck, but also. Them calves, though. That's why he's a ripped geek. (laughs) Yes, Brie. Question. If this were, you know, a hotel and say, you know, I'm very picky about my pillows and I brought my Tempur-Pedic pillow, would I not have my Tempur-Pedic pillow (laughs) if I were in the other world sleeping? I don't feel like that's a correct priority. Okay, but if, for example, you you know, I got, okay, so if I got out of the elevator and I were in the other world, right, then the elevator just randomly broke down and I would have to sleep there for the night, would I still have my Semperpedic pillow? Couldn't you just take the stairs? It's not the stair game, but you have to use the elevator. Oh, you mean in the, okay. Yeah, she's stuck in the dimension. She's not going to sleep on the first floor if the... I meant from my point of view, who will not be playing this game ever. <laughs> yes, I just meant, this- am I still going to have my Tempur-Pedic pillow? <laughs> Probably not. Unless you take it on the trip through the elevator with you. Well, I you don't want do that. that. That's just dumb. 
What if somebody else walks in and they're like, what the fuck are you doing just a pillow? You're not supposed to talk to him anyway. What what the fuck are you doing with just a pillow? Well, I mean. Well, you're also supposed to restart the game anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't care. They think that I'm weird. Who cares? We already think you're weird, Brie. You do this podcast with us. Mm -hmm. That ship has sailed. That I don't care about y'all ascended. thinking that I'm weird. I care about random strangers thinking I'm weird. Why? <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because they'll literally never see me again. Okay, but, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> so they do go down to the first floor and they do the series of buttons. And they get to the fifth floor. And when the door is open, any guesses on who gets in? An otherworldly woman. Is it a oh, motherfucker no. with wet, bloody feet? <laughs> Both of you are correct. Yes. Son of a bitch. So this dum-dum... Doesn't really listen to the rules of the game because he's looking at her. He's acknowledging the shit out of her. What so he did he read the directions? Or is this he, just like Monopoly where you take a guess and you just start playing? I think he just took a guess and started playing. Bro. Um, he he knew the sequence of numbers for the elevator, but I don't Nothing know. Else. I don't know. So he describes the woman as having dark hair. They were bla- wearing black tattered evening gowns. And then they were like, all right, well, the game is continuing. So he's looking down and he sees her feet and he's like, oh, okay, so that's that's the footprints. He said that her feet were worn and torn. Or I'm sorry, he stated that there were there was worn and torn skin dangling from her feet. And he goes on to describe it as if she was rotting from the inside out. So she's most likely... And that, well, I mean, we don't know what happens to humans if they stay an extended period of time in this other world. But that's kind of... They don't have Reddit in the other world. Yeah, true. We only get the people that return. So When when I was a little girl, I used to think that old people smelled like old people because their bodies were dying before they were. That's definitely not what was happening in this situation. Actually, no, that's definitely what was happening in this situation. Did Did he ever say that she smelled funny? Actually, that's my next bullet point is he said that she smelled so bad. He's like, it was like there were multiple rotting corpses just stuffed into this one woman's body. Yeah, because they're hanging off her feet. Did she smell like this before? Was it the same woman or was it a different woman? There was no other woman. Yeah. No, I mean, the woman when in our world. What woman in our world? The one that with that left the wet, bloody footprints. He doesn't know. What she smelled like then because she wasn't at his door when he opened it. Nobody got on the elevator the first time on yeah. the uh, floor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was a different story. Okay, JK. Might be. Okay. Sorry. She's, he's looking at her. I'm sorry. He's, he's breaking the rules left and right. And he's looking at this woman. He looks up at her and he describes seeing an evil, sinister, spine chilling grin on her face. They're like, oh my gosh, the only way I'm getting out of this alive would be for them to complete the ritual and go to the 10th floor. So they go to the, they select the first floor and again, go up to the 10th where it should have gone down. It stops at the 10th floor and they get out. And this is an exact quote from this Reddit user's post because it was too good to change. And they stated, as I ran out, her voice was in my mind. Where are you going, Sammy? Scared shitless, I ran only to, to discover to my utter solitude in the other world. It was like the hallway was endless. I couldn't get away from the elevator no matter how far I ran. I was stuck in some sort of a loop. I briefly caught the sky outside through the corner of my eye and saw the reddish sky, which I used to treat as fictional crap upon listening to others' experiences. There was even 
Oh, there even was the fabled burning cross in the sky. As soon as I saw it, I couldn't move away, away my gaze as if in a trance. The cross was laden with limbs and body parts, which seemed to have been ripped off bodies. Would you still like to go, Brie? It's definitely a no. Um, but what I'm confused about is why she didn't take him because he looked at her. He the story is not her. over. Oh, shit. <laughs> the story is not over. I don't like this story at all. <laughs> I don't feel too terrible for you. Sorry. So this user, they calm down enough and they're like, okay, I'm going to get back on the elevator. I'm going to do the return ritual and I- I'm going to get home. So they do the return ritual and then they make it a point to take the stairs back to their apartment from the first floor. Smart. Can't blame them. Okay. So after this, they begin having night terrors of the other world with the woman chasing them. And they got to a point where they were scared to sleep. They were having little, like literal light, literal night terrors. And in one of the dreams, he recalls the lady reaching through their stomach into his body. And he woke up with a jolt of pain and there was burning and a red mark on their abdomen. Appendicitis. No, um, where her finger would have went in and they end up going to the hospital and found that there was internal bleeding. Oh shit. I was joking. (laughs) Yes. uh, I know you were. I'm telling you there was a, there was internal bleeding. Oh, now I feel bad. So they begin searching for cleansing rituals because they're like, okay, they're doing this while they're at the ER because they're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm in this bed anyway. Let's be productive. Yeah. And so they somehow end up at the chapel, the hospital cha- hospital's chapel that night. And they are praying to God and they survive through the night because they were so terrified to go back to sleep because of their experience that they're like, I'm going to die if I fall asleep. I'm going to die if I don't figure something out. And so this helps them to turn towards faith a little bit more as like, okay, this is how I'm going to survive. Like God is literally saving me, you know? So that's what they're seeing. Um, so they do go on to survive and they go home and stage the shit out of their building. They're like sage everywhere. And the entire building. I put building. It was probably just their apartment. Okay, I was going to uh, say, that's a lot of It lot might have of been sage. their building. I don't care. They, they're probably staging the whole... I would stage the whole building. I'd be yeah. like, oh, the elevator. The elevator, least. yeah, definitely. So, uh, where was I? So they staged the building, and then they do go on to say that they feel like they're constantly being watched. Someone's just constantly watching them. Now, the same user... Reddit user, they go on to get in contact with an old friend that has experiences with the other world from playing a different game. The friend tells their story with their experience playing the hooded man. I'm not going into details of that experience um, because I'm going to save that for another episode. So while their friend is recounting their experience, this Reddit user Ripped Geek realizes it's starting to get stormy outside. That's really weird. It wasn't in the forecast. And then they step away to get something out of the kitchen. And when they step away, they're like, oh, shit, my crucifix. I left it. It's over in the living room. And so they're like, okay, I've got to go get my crucifix. And the reason they kind of felt so panicky is because as soon as they stepped away from it, they felt like someone was staring at them. And so they run back, grab their crucifix, and their friend's about to continue telling their story about his experience when the lights flicker. And they kind of like, just are like, oh, it's just the weather, crazy weather, right? And 
And he goes on to kind of talk more about his story. And then they feel a gust of wind through the room. And again, they're like, it's just the weather. It's just the weather. Fran continues their story and they start noting the similarities in the world they visit. They both have had a reddish sky, burning cross in the sky, corpses, and the same stench. The um, There was the same stench that the woman had emitted in each of their stories. So they both described that. So his friends also broke the rules and messed up the ritual somehow. And so he was plagued with like this feeling of dread. And they both just kind of feel like they're being watched all the time. And they both feel like they're being followed. Now their friend finishes their story and he starts telling them um, of a different experience like afterwards. And all of a sudden the room gets so eerily cold. And he describes it. He's like, I was shivering is how cold the room got. I was freezing. The lights then go out in like blackout style. Everything's turned off. They hear the elevator open. And from, this would you, what from your room? From their apartment. Uh-huh. But this shouldn't have happened. It was a blackout in the building. The elevator shouldn't have worked. The power was out. So they begin hearing footsteps in the dark of his apartment. And all of a sudden the lights flicker back on and on the floor in the same room that they were in are wet footprints that lead from the door to the place that the crucifix was sitting. And then from what I could find, this Reddit user goes on to play a different game and summon another something. And then they end up moving out of their apartment. And that's the last I could find. And that is that Reddit user's story. You're still playing games? (laughs) Is it because at this point, what's, what's the difference? Being plagued by one thing, might as well add a second demon to it. Yeah, that's how I ended up with tuberculosis. <laughs> exactly like that. Being it, plagued with one thing. The exact same thing, yeah. Give me a TV, why not? Yeah. The lights went out, it was stormy outside, I heard an elevator open, and then the doctor was like, you have tuberculosis in your blood. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> now we know. So anyway, so that's the elevator game. So Yeah, how- I hate that. that. That is creepy as fuck. As... Frick. That is creepy as frick. So, Brie, are you going to be playing this? I haven't decided yet. You know, I've personally never been haunted before. I feel like it would be a really cool experience, but at the same time, I don't want to be haunted because I get scared really, really easily. So it's like I know I've never Anna been haunted before. That. All I just heard was, "I've never been haunted before, but I probably will be very yeah. soon." Well, you know kid i would always when i was a kid i would always play the bloody mary game right nothing ever happens you did it wrong you did it wrong yeah because it's it's like proven when you stare in a mirror for too long your face starts to or not your well yeah your face but from your Your perception your brain and your eyes start to morph your face if you stare long enough that's like science yeah that's literal science yeah i can't there's a whole word for it i can't think of what it is right now I can't either, but I've read about Bloody Mary before. Um, but yeah, if you if you just get a mirror, it doesn't have to be dark, doesn't have to be anything. If you just keep staring into a mirror, you will eventually start to... Yeah. I think it's described as like, you'll start not recognizing yourself. It'll be like subtle differences. Mm-hmm. How long does it have to be? I don't think minutes? it's very long. I think it's yes. a pretty short amount of time. It's a couple minutes. It's not long at all. Like they they did a whole study where they I think they were paying people to go sit in a room and just stare at themselves and they would be locked in there. You would have to pay me. Wh- wait, hold up. Why are you gonna lock me in here? Hold on. For a study. This, wait, this so is it's voluntary. Even, it's not even the Bloody Mary trick is not even like you're not seeing Bloody Mary, you're just seeing like a morphed version of your face. 
Mm-hmm. That's not what you're your brain me? has morphed what you look like trying to comprehend looking at yourself for too long. I mean, because the only Bloody Mary thing that I've heard is to flush the toilet, turn around three or five times, then look in the mirror, say Bloody Mary three or five times, and then... Why are you flushing the toilet? It's these days I, are I convoluted. We used to get right to it. You go I in, know. you shut the light off, you say Bloody Mary three times. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. You look in the mirror. No, apparently the new thing is to flush the toilet one to... Again, I don't know the exact terms, but it's like flush the toilet one to five times, then turn around three to five times, then say Bloody Mary. I think it's three times in the mirror, and then you'll see her face. Thank God I will be teaching my child these games because Annie's not going to come up and be like, Mom, it's Tuesday at four o'clock. I've got to go play Bloody Mary. If you hear the toilet flush a couple times, (laughs) then we're doing it right. No, thank God they're doing. When that. I was in like middle school, we all had, or I was in choir, so we had this lockdown procedure, or not lockdown procedure, but we had like lockdown where we would go, um, like a fun and, thing, uh, yeah, like stay the night, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. at the school, and literally we did it like five different times, and it didn't, it didn't work. That's why it doesn't work because you're not spending enough time looking at the mirror. You're flushing the toilet and turning the hot water on and off. It's not not how it works. So I did Google it. I don't see the word, but basically the idea is that your brain gets bored and you just start hallucinating. Yeah. So see, you don't have to huff paint to hallucinate. You can just stare at a mirror and play Bloody Mary. Yeah. To huff paint. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So you don't have to smoke weed either. To hallucinate. Well, I mean, I guess you don't really hallucinate on weed, depending on how much weed you smoke. But never, you don't have to take shrooms. Thank God my weed is not that strong because that's, I mean, this is just medicine. Like, I'm not trying to, I just want to not hurt. Yeah. Somebody makes your medicine. So, Do y'all know yeah. that song? Uh, yeah. So that's my. That was good, though. I was that definitely was into that the entire I time. I have a ton of those games. Like a significant chunk that I found. I actually found a whole book. So please literally just for the next like five podcasts, just say those games so that I can learn more about them. So I've got no, if I first can't. floor, fourth floor, second floor, sixth floor, second floor, tenth floor, fifth floor. Um, woman on the floor looks like someone you know. She's just not human. She does not need to know your business. Do not engage whatsoever. <laughs> then you go back to the first floor. If you're on the first floor, you were not accepted. Try again. If you are on the tenth floor, you're there. If on the tenth floor, go back to the first floor. If you what don't want to wrong? explore, what? I did not take notes, but I feel like the elevator floor numbers were wrong. I didn't even listen to the floors that she did. Floor, fourth floor, second floor, sixth floor. I closed my notes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, y'all, we just got to make sure this is right real fast. Because if Brianna ever tries it, then she's going nowhere. If you're lucky. So you're going to start at the first floor, go to the fourth floor, then the second floor, then the sixth floor, then the second floor, then the tenth floor, then the fifth floor. Then you'll select one, but you'll go back up to the tenth. Exactly. That's what I just said. Okay. I'm not so mad that I was if wrong. You're on the 10th floor. Go back to the first floor if you don't want to explore. Don't get out of the elevator. Um, leave on the same elevator you came in 
And then I wrote down the number sequence as well. She was four, taking two, notes six, like this was two, a lecture. Four, two, six, two, ten, five. Um, if you passed out, you will wake up at home, but still go back to the same elevator. Um, and then I also said, if you end up going up when leaving, press any button to cancel even emergency. You that was Bryce's paranormal, uh, Brie crib note style. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cliff note style right yeah. mm-hmm. uh, there you go <laughs> geez wow i don't know if i'm comfortable doing any more games as stories now <laughs> y'all know i'm gonna record every single one and we're gonna do at least one of them no so we're bryce, not you, bryce you no. better make one of them a good one no nope. better make we're, one I, of them a i am telling you right one. now i will I, never do one i will do one bloody mary the right way. I ain't flushing no damn toilets. I'm running up my water bill for no reason. Literally, try. Okay, right now. Flush the toilet. Turn in three circles. Literally, look up on Google how to summon Bloody Mary, and I, I tell you, it will say you have to flush the toilet one to three times, maybe no, five. I, I think it's one to three. Bloody Mary. The first thing to do is enter the bathroom. Now clearly summon Bloody Mary three times in a loud and There's nothing about flushing. Yeah. So the first thing to do is enter the bathroom because the room is, uh, this room usually has a mirror. You can also stand in front of a dressing table. Now clearly summon Bloody Mary three times in a loud and definitive voice. The third and most important step is to draw a traditional pentagram star in the circle on the mirror. And to perform this step, you only have about 35 seconds. If you are terribly afraid, then draw a pentagram on your left cheek because it is believed that Bloody Mary cannot touch you if you have a pentagram on your face. Nothing about toilets. I think that... Okay, when I was friends, everyone said, you got to flush the toilet one to three times. Like, they either said one or three. Not two. One or three. I feel like one of your friends had to poop and was embarrassed, so she said she was playing Bloody Mary, but really it was just courtesy flushes. Oh my word. I'm kind of thinking that's what happened, because the first steps that came up had nothing to do with flushing toilets. (laughs) Nothing. Like, the first six different references, none of them. Please tell your friends, Brie, the ones that you played this with, that you guys played Bloody Mary wrong. And try again the correct way. Also, please tell your friends, just poop. Everybody does it. Just poop. You don't gotta hide it by adding yeah. flushes to Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, well, still you do courtesy flushes because that because we're Southern and that's how you're raised. Okay. <laughs> but just my parents were both Northerns. I was never raised Southern, but I am very like the Southern type, like hospitable, friendly, what have you. But we were never raised that way. We you were don't just courtesy flush, you're not Southern. What's a courtesy flush? Wait, what is a courtesy flush? It's where if it's like if you flush in while you're pooping, then it doesn't stink as bad or I afterwards. One, I have never once flushed while I was pooping. I do when I'm at other people's houses. Okay, this is too much for me. We just talked about the elevator game and now we're talking about shit. Anyways, well, thank you all for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels podcast or Twitter Hell on Heels pod or Facebook by simply searching Hell on Heels podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon where we we are working to release specials for Patreon. 
If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or words of encouragement, please email us at hellonhailspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen as well with you. Yes, Brie. Those of you who have stayed on this long, we really appreciate you. Also, uh, did you just end something? Yeah, so it definitely does say spin around in a circle three times. Um, If Bloody Mary doesn't exist, blow out the candle, leave the bathroom, um, invite your friends, read about the history. (laughs) It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything about flushing the toilet. I don't know why that was a thing when I was a kid, but it definitely was. Maybe I'll cover Bloody Mary next time just so that we can all have some groundwork here on what the hell. All right. Please, well, this- please incorporate something about flushing the toilet because you- I know that that was a thing when I was a kid. When I, I think was a someone kid, like, was just messing ago. with you, Brie. No, definitely I- not. Because literally, I remember like a group of us girls did it in choir, okay. and we all did it, and we all like had the same. Thing. Someone was messing with you. You guys had Mandela effect. I don't know, but there's no toilet flushing. I swear, I've never heard that one. Anyways, the Mandela effect. Such I've already called loops. dibs on Do it. I remember Fruit Loops. Okay, so this has been Hell on Heels. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, we'll we'll talk at you next time. Bye. See y'all.